What a game, Sox fans. Our Chicago White Sox beat the defending champs, the Houston Astros, 3-2 to two in dramatic fashion. Dylan Cease, absolutely brilliant in his first career opening day start. Yasmani Grandal and Andrew Vaughn clutch with the bat. And Ronaldo Lopez throwing 100-mile-per-hour gas shut things down to get his first a big league save and help Pedro Grafol earn his first win as a big league manager. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB uh, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. State of the Sox, hey, we are 1-0, tied for first place in the AL Central. What? An opening day, I should say opening night, White Sox on ESPN uh, take down the defending champs three to two. Uh, wow, we've got 161 more of these. Uh, there were some blown opportunities for the Sox, man. We're going to get to it. Situational hitting, runners in scoring position, some base running blunders. Uh, but they did not crumble on the road against the against the champs. Uh, White Sox hung in there uh, and obviously uh, got help from an amazing uh, Dylan Cease performance. Uh, let's start with some of the offense. So uh, here is what the lineup looked like. A little surprising. You had, of course, T.A. up at the top, then Robert. Andrew Vaughn hitting third. Uh, Aloy Jimenez uh, at the D.H. spot. Uh, Mancata Benatendi. And Grandal, Andrus, and Gonzalez in right field, which made sense, uh, you know, instead of Colas. Uh, Colas, uh, you know, his first opportunity against the lefty like Valdez. I don't know if Grafol wanted to do that. Uh, Gonzalez does have some experience against Valdez and obviously a right-handed hitter. Going with the handiness, uh, I guess. Uh, Colas will need to hit left-handed pitching eventually. Uh, he did see some time in the game uh, and what uh, time he had historic for Oscar Colas. So uh, in terms of that lineup, looked like Rafael kind of flip-flopped Benatendi and Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn has had success against Valdez. Uh, didn't really see it. That success from Vaughn came later in the game. Uh, so we'll see what kind of lineup uh, Rafael throws out there. Uh, on Friday and throughout the weekend, but uh, uh, he got what he wanted out of that lineup in the end. Uh, Valdez for Houston, a uh, tough matchup, man. He's a, a sinker pitcher, as you saw, and they talked about on the telecast. 
uh, wondering how many ground balls he was going to get. I was keeping count. It was up there. Uh, in the first inning, ground ball from Tim Anderson right off the bat. Uh, Luis Robert uh, with an excuse me hit that he beat out. You know, it is scary to watch him uh, run down to first base, unfortunately. I just thought he was going to come up lame. Uh, they said on the telecast uh, he was running 30 feet per second uh, down first base. Uh, you had Andrew Vaughn with a pop out uh, and Jimenez with a ground ball. So Valdez got two ground ball outs uh, in that first inning. Uh, in the second, Mancada frozen to lead things off. Benatendi, a line out uh, to Abreu and Yaz with a ground out. That was three for uh, Valdez. Uh, you know, Framber Valdez, you know, he just rocks you to sleep with that breaking stuff that he can throw from the left side. Uh, Andrews seen Valdez the most in his history with his time uh, with the Oakland Athletics. Another ground out that was four. Uh, Romy Gonzalez with a ground out to first five on the night. And it's only the third inning. Uh, Tim Anderson on the chalk down the right field line for a double uh, and then Robert chasing, had an 0-2 count, had a cookie, and he had a few cookies throughout the night that he just missed. He was a little early on uh, or just a little late, and, I, man, he could have squared that up. If he had another – if he had that one back, you know, that old saying, uh, he would have crushed it. Uh, and he had a ground out, though, to end that inning. Six after three innings for Valdez. So through three innings, White Sox offense, only two hits, zero walks, a strikeout and six groundouts. Uh, go to the fourth. Uh, Vaughn struck out. Jimenez struck out. Uh, and Mancada up. And they were talking about how Valdez's sinker is so heavy. You know, it's like it's tunneling, almost rolling uh, like a bowling ball. They said when it when it hits into a pocket, tough to get ahead of that. So you want to get ahead of a breaking ball before it gets too deep. Uh, and then you're almost digging it out of the dirt. And it just wasn't the case for Sox hitting. Uh, Mancata, though, takes a hanging curveball, uh, not one of those sinkers, a curveball, and split the third baseman in the shortstop. Uh, had a similar shot from Ben Attendee. So you had two on, two outs in the fourth. Uh, Grandal with a patient at bat. Uh, got to a 3-0 count, then chased ball four. Uh, after a full count, uh, he was the seventh victim on ground outs. Uh, fifth inning. Uh, this is when things got interesting. I thought maybe the Sox, maybe uh, they were going to get some uh, offense going here and uh, scratch a few runs out. Uh, so Valdez, you know, the other thing that he's doing, and Cease was doing it too, we'll talk about it, uh, painting those corners. You know, he was nipping uh, outside, inside with his stuff, uh, keeping it low in the zone. Uh, Elvis with a nice at-bat to lead things off. Line drive to let left field in the fifth. Uh, first time the White Sox had the leadoff hitter uh, throughout the game. Romy Gonzalez with a base hit to center field. Uh, so you got Andrews going to third uh, on that base hit. Outstanding base running. And they talked about it. I think it was our Eduardo Perez talking about it uh, on the telecast. Taking advantage of the opposition. Uh, Andrews saw that the center fielder was flat-footed, went to third. Something you didn't see a lot of last year from our Chicago White Sox veteran move by Andrews. But then uh, next pitch, uh, T.A. swinging, made some contact, a soft ground ball to third, and Andrews is taking off on contact. Uh, and there you go. He got tagged out at home. A bit of a rundown, but nothing extensive for runners to move up. 
Uh, and then you had runners at second and first with one out for Robert. Uh, Robert had a hanger that he could have done damage with a little early and then swings at a pitch high and out of the zone. Two outs. Uh, Vaughn uh, just could not pick up the breaking stuff at this point. Uh, ends up getting hit, though, with an 0-2 count. Bases loaded for Aloy Jimenez. Hard ground out. They said it was at 109 miles per hour, but really just uh, the eighth ground out for Valdez. Sacks came up empty. A wasted opportunity. Runners on the corners with nobody out. Can't make that first out uh, at third and home. Unfortunately, that situation came up later in the game. Uh, so in the sixth inning, uh, right-handed pitcher Brian Abreu uh, takes over for Valdez. Uh, will we see Colas? That's what I was thinking when that right-hand pitcher came in. Uh, will he get an opportunity? You know, Houston's got that outstanding bullpen, so it's not like uh, we can rest now. Uh, Mancata struck out. Benatendi with a fly out uh, to left field, and then Yaz with a ground out. So after six innings, White Sox offense, six hits, zero walks, uh, five strikeouts. 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Oh, seventh inning. Uh, Dylan Cease is on an absolute gem at this point. You know, just get him one run. That's what it felt like. Just get him one run. Uh, so you had another ground out to lead off the seventh from the offense. And sure enough, Oscar Colas enters the game for Romy Gonzalez uh, with a right-handed pitcher on the mound. And he gets a base hit up the middle, his first career base hit and his first uh, big league at-bat. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, Tim Anderson squeezes one past the shortstop. So you got uh, first and second, one out. Uh, Robert had a catcher's interference, so he goes to first. Bases loaded with one out. Uh, Vaughn uh, struck out on a high fastball. He'll play hero later. Uh, and then Jimenez up with the sacks packed uh, with sacks once again. Uh, strikeout, absolutely unreal. Uh, Sox 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position after the 7th. Uh, eighth inning, wow, frustrating offensively. Yohan Mankata leads off, hits a bullet uh, that gets past Abreu at first base. Uh, he had an easy stand-up double, trying to be aggressive. I, I don't know if it was his call or if it was Rodriguez's call, the third base coach. Why he decided to go to third or was called to third. I have no idea. Sox are down one run at this point. Uh, do not make that first out at third or at home. Absolutely horrible. Like the aggression if it was on Mankata, but uh, almost a read-the-room situation. You know, I'd love to have you at second with nobody out while we're down a run. That goes under the fundamentals category in my mind, that base running stuff. We had problems with it last year. Got to clean that up. Hopefully, Pedro Grafol addresses it. Uh, but Yaz, Yasmani Grandal, he took care of business with a two-out bomb. A solo shot tied the game up at one. Should have been two to one. Not going to worry about that right now. Uh, but good to see Yasmani Grandal flexing the power uh, early in the season. Uh, ninth inning, uh, T.A. Uh, with a one-out walk. Good speed aboard. Again, it's a 1-1 game at this point. Robert rips a single between third and shortstop. So you got two on, uh, one out. Here's some situational hitting from my man, Andrew Vaughn. I told you it was going to be the year of Vaughn. Didn't feel like it up to this point. Uh, he had an 0-2 count. He stayed disciplined. And then a double in the left center gap. 
uh, just over a, a reaching shortstop. T.A. and Robert scored three to one sacks. Mercy, I was going crazy uh, at this point. Good for Andrew Vaughn. A very nice at-bat that ended so well uh, for the White Sox. So sacks offensively, three runs, 11 hits, three extra base hits, two doubles, and a home run. Sacks were one for 10 with runners in scoring position and had those two base running uh, blunders. Uh, if it is going to be a year of the Vaughn, uh, what a start. Sacks have got to clean up the situational hitting, uh, but going to enjoy this big win uh, in the meantime. Uh, would Dylan Cease have some jitters on the big stage? Would Houston wait him out? None of that happened. Dylan Cease was an absolute ace. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, loss job protection. Uh, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Uh, download Game Time today. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I had a lot of. Uh, I had a lot of nervous feelings for Dylan Cease uh, facing the defending champs in their ballpark, big stage, his first opening day start. And boy, he proved me absolutely wrong. Uh, you know, coming into this season, uh, Dylan Cease, unfortunately, uh, had the honor of walking the most batters in all of Major League Baseball in 2022. Uh, that has been a bit of an issue uh, for Dylan Cease. Uh, and that was not the case uh, this game. First inning, uh, Astros, though, led off with a single to start things off. Pena uh, took one up the middle, uh, but then Dylan Cease got to work, and boy, did he ever. Struck out uh, Bregman on a high fastball, 97 miles per hour. We saw that throughout the game from Cease. Nasty slider uh, working to Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Pena stole second, wondering if that was off of Cease or Grandal. It was a fairly... A easy bag. Grandal couldn't get the ears on the ball to make even an attempt down at second. Uh, but then Cease finished Alvarez off with some off-speed action. Abreu is now up. Uh, Cease started him off with a breaking ball. Good decision. Knuckle curve. Nasty stuff in the dirt out of the zone and struck out Jose Abreu. Uh, Cease struck out the side through 16 pitches in the first inning. Uh, Dylan C sitting at 98 miles per hour uh, to start the second inning off with Tucker up, uh, up in the zone, another 98 mile per hour pitch. Good to see. Now, Cease was using pitch comment. It looked like he was calling his own game 
there was some debate going back and forth uh, in the broadcast booth if he was just maybe signaling yes or no to Yasmani Grandal because Grandal had the pitch comm uh, going on as well. But whatever was happening, Dylan Cease was in a groove. He was working fast, nasty slider to get his fourth strikeout. Uh, jumped out early, and that was a common theme. He got ahead of hitters. Uh, he did that with Diaz in the second inning, 0-2, uh, a simple flyout to Robert. Once again, ahead in the count on the next hitter, 0-2 to Myers, and a strikeout for his fifth. He was at 30 pitches after two innings. Again, getting ahead of the count, cruise control, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, when, when you are working fast, and we saw that a lot from Mark Burley years ago, just pumping in those strikes. Let's go. Give me the ball. Uh, I'm in a groove. Uh, third inning, uh, breaking stuff was absolutely on point for Dylan Cease. Uh, uh, he was also painting the corners uh, in the upper 90s. Uh, he had a sixth strikeout. Uh, there was a ground out to Andrews. Uh, so qu two quick outs in the third. Uh, and Cease, again, continued to stay ahead of hitters. Uh, now you got back to the top of the order with Pena. Would he have a different approach? You know, he singled, uh, so we'll see what happens. Cease jumped out immediately, 0-2 count with breaking balls, uh, and Pena was uh, Dylan Cease's seventh victim of the strikeout. So after three innings, Dylan Cease, 44 pitches, seven strikeouts, zero walks, uh, and only gave up one hit. Absolutely mercy. Uh, from our ace, Dylan Cease. Uh, fourth inning, mixing things up well. Got a fly out to right field. Another 0-2 count to start off his next batter. He was changing eye level. So not necessarily throwing waste pitches by throwing out of the zone, but, you know, he was getting strikes at the top of the zone. Then he would come down at the knees, uh, mix things up inside, outside. When you're changing that eye level, uh, you know, you just don't you don't have to just mix up uh, velocity. You, you change up where a hitter is looking. And uh, Cease was doing that uh, on Thursday night. Had his eighth strikeout uh, from Alvarez uh, and was 0-2 on Abreu his second time facing Abreu and got him to hit a weak ground ball uh, back to the mound. 57 pitches uh, for Dylan Cease after four innings. And I don't remember, you know, throughout the game, him getting at this point, uh, to a full count or even 3-1 many times, maybe once to Alvarez, uh, but that was it. He was getting ahead. Uh, fifth inning, uh, you know, Cease was on the bench for a long time because the Sox in the top half, they had that long inning where they were trying to get a run across. Uh, Tucker was up uh, one pitch, one out, uh, jumping all over Cease with a liner to Romy in right field. And I'm wondering now, uh, with some of these guys, their second time up, if they were going to be a little bit more aggressive with Dylan Cease. Uh, you had a lazy line out to Vaughn. Uh, then he had a deep fly out to Robert. So no strikeouts in this inning, but it was a six-pitch inning. Retired 15 straight batters at this point. Uh, he had 63 pitches on his arm entering the sixth inning. They mentioned on the telecast, 88% of his pitches were for first pitch strike. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, Maldonado flew out to Robert to start the sixth. Again, mixing up speeds, looks, locations. Uh, got a ground out to uh, Anderson. And then Pena up for his third time. Okay, this is sometimes different for Dylan Cease and some of our other uh, White Sox starters. When they see that third time through, uh, Cease still hitting 98 miles per hour. Got his ninth strikeout against Pena. He absolutely looked lost on his swing in the sixth. 
so entering the seventh, you had 78 pitches for Dylan Cease. Uh, only had issued one hit up to this point. A 10th strikeout. He was completely locked in. Had Bregman completely reaching. Uh, and then a hit from Alvarez. First time there's been a runner on first base uh, since the beginning of the game. Cease had retired 19 in a row. Uh, Abreu was up, and he absolutely crushed a breaking ball. I mean, it was center cut. Uh, Abreu doesn't miss those. So Houston had first and second one out, and Pedro Grafol came to get Dylan Cease at 86 pitches. Uh, Aaron Bummer came in uh, to a pretty intense situation. Again, not a lot of Cactus League action. Uh, Aaron Bummer was hitting 96 miles per hour with his fastball. Walks the first hitter he sees to load the bases. Absolutely unreal. I cannot stand that when we have somebody out of the pen and the first thing they do is walk a hitter. So you got bases loaded for Diaz. Uh, nice job of mixing things up. Got him to chase some stuff. Uh, two outs with a strikeout. And then there was a passed ball, wild pitch, however you want to call it. It hit off of Yaz's glove as he tried to block it. Uh, Houston scored one to nothing. That was a gut punch. Uh, Bummer got a strikeout to end the inning. If Bummer does not walk that leadoff hitter, uh, Houston does not score. Uh, eighth inning, it was Graveman. First pitch to Maldonado rattles off the wall and left field for a long single, but that was it. Uh, and then the ninth inning, Sox had a 3-1 lead. They hand the ball to Ronaldo Lopez. I was very excited for this. He's the guy I want to see in these situations. Forget the closer by committee. Give it to Ronaldo Lopez. He is pumping 100 miles per hour uh, multiple times over and over ahead in the count. Uh, and then he went off to some off-speed pitch. He had one out, and he had Alvarez up. And he had him at the 100-mile-per-hour, and then he went to a 90-mile-per-hour off-speed stuff. And Alvarez absolutely destroyed it to right field. So it's 3-2 socks. Abreu comes up. You know what Abreu wants to do. But Lopez is pumping 101 miles per hour. Uh, Vaughn missed a, a foul ball near the first baseline. He was in foul territory. It bounced out of his glove. So you got new life for Abreu. Lopez is continuing to pump 100 mile per hour fastballs, uh, and they are getting fouled off. It's a 3 2 count, and he was able to get a ground out to Mancada. Very nice play by Mancada. He played the ball, he did not let the ball play him. Two outs with Tucker. Uh, he walked him. You got Diaz up. He had a one-two count on Diaz. And, you know, foul ball, foul ball, long at bat. Just go after him. Got him on a slider. Game over. Final line for Dylan C. Six and one-third innings. Uh, two hits. One earned run. Ten strikeouts. Zero walks. He threw 86 pitches. It was bummer then Graveman, and then my man, Ronaldo Lopez, to lock it down. He had closer stuff on Thursday night, uh, his first career save. You know, I know they want to go closer by committee, uh, and I know it was just the first game, but you cannot deny that Ronaldo Lopez looked like a big league closer on a big-time stage. Uh, we tie up some loose ends with Lurie Garcia and a few other roster moves that were made prior to opening day. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment.
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, uh, go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, uh, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Pedro Grafol got his first win as a big league manager. Uh, this was him before Thursday's game. This is what he had to say. They didn't buy into me. I bought into what they wanted, what they're asking for, Grafol said. That's the truth. I think those days are gone that the team takes on the personality of a manager. Perception is not reality, Grafol said. That's what I said because that's what I saw, right? After spending 50 days with these guys, these guys want it. These guys want to be good. Uh, Official roster uh, was released Thursday afternoon. Really no surprises after the news already uh, was leaked that Lurie Garcia would not make the opening day roster and Alberto, Romy Gonzalez, and Gregory Santos uh, were in. So White Sox carry eight arms in the bullpen. Uh, and prior to Thursday's game, White Sox optioned Tanner Banks and Jake Berger to Charlotte and requested unconditional release waivers on the legend, uh, Lurie Garcia. This is what Rick Hahn had to say. I think Lurie Garcia is going to help a team at some point this year uh, to win. He just didn't quite fit with the top group that what uh, Pedro uh, wanted to do on day-in, day-out basis in terms of late-game substitutions or mixing and matching some. We do play. We have 13 games in the first 14 games scheduled. A lot of those in cold-weather environments. Early on, you're going to see Pedro giving some starts to Romy or Alberto or Sheets and obviously Sebi Zavala along the way too. In the end, we thought, uh, what? let's go with the strongest guys who can fill in when we need it. And this is, we all agree, the right thing to do. Those conversations are taking place thanks to the latitude Jerry has provided us. It's about winning ball games, not about contracts. Uh, White Sox placed uh, Garrett Crochet, Matt Foster, and Liam Hendricks on the 15-day IL, all retroactive to March 17th. Uh, Han also talked about uh, this... Uh, this unbelievable facility that they now have at the ballpark. Uh, Han and the White Sox announced a 1,000 square foot expansion of the team's home clubhouse uh, that will be on display when they return to Chicago on Monday. The sports performance element was a real big part of it, Han said. We had the lab down in Camelback Ranch, and that is used from a primarily developmental standpoint. I think in Chicago, we are still going to be able to use touch points and some of the biomechanical data to help improve guys mechanically or help them maintain what they are doing in Chicago uh, with what we are doing in the offseason. But there is a real biomechanical element to it. 
there will be an office in there for our guys to be part of the conversations with the players and staff about usage and where guys are at physically. Uh, this will give us a chance to continue to measure where guys are at compared to their baselines, but to do so not only accurately, but fairly, efficiently as well. There's going to be a real impact on sports performance. Uh, that was a very interesting read uh, in The Athletic just recently by James Feig, and I highly suggest you give that a shot if you can. Socks going in a different direction, which is a good sign. Uh, and then how about Steve Stone? Uh, I believe this was on the score 670 on Thursday, uh, talking about Lurie Garcia failing to make the White Sox roster for opening day. Stone said, you can only ground out to second base so many times before they start to give away your job. Uh, White Sox have three more with the Astros, Lynn, Giolito, and Clevenger before the home opener on Monday with Michael Kopech on the Hill. Hey, thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GG. TV. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. For your second listen today, uh, check out the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the very best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, on the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was for our Chicago White Sox and set you up for the home opener on the South side. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.